White coat, stethoscope, forceps, cadaver, histology slide, blood agar, chocolate agar, tablet, syringe, tuning fork, operation theater. Oh, 19 subjects in just four and a half years. Oh my God. Hey guys, welcome to Inflame Podcast. I think most of you would have guessed the topics for the day. Yes, Inflame is honored to congratulate all the legendary workers a happy Doctor's Day. On this auspicious occasion, we have a special guest, Dr. Reba Kanango, ma'am, to share us about the struggles and hurdles of a doctor during their career. We are glad to have you here, ma'am. Thank you, Padma Lakshmi, for um, thinking it fit to call me for this uh, podcast of yours. I feel honored and um, I wish you all the very best and all all of you, all the budding doctors. Mm, I will be happy to you know, answer whatever you want me to talk and share my experiences. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I would love to start this session uh, with a basic and a very amusing question. Uh, what made you choose medical profession as your career, ma'am? Um, well, that goes back a long way. We uh, grew up in Orissa uh, as a, a long, uh, huge uh, joint family. And two of my mother's sisters were doctors. And those days, doctors were not very common, you know, in in families. So uh, I grew up admiring their uh, dedication and their commitment to work. One of them was a gynecologist and the other uh, was a pediatrician who went into administration. So both of them became my role models. And I thought I will also follow their footsteps and uh, take up medicine. So that was what uh, put the seed into my brain. Wow, that was... Cool. And uh, you were awarded the best lady student during your final year MBBS. Uh, would you like to share about the college days during your undergraduate years, ma'am? How did you know that? Because that's part of my CV and it's stuck away somewhere. I don't even remember that I was one of the best uh, the lady students. Maybe the government had instituted uh, this um, award in those days when uh, to encourage uh, ladies and girls to, to, to take up uh, professional courses. And uh, joining a medical course at that point of time of my life, straight out from school and uh, pre-professional college, was uh, really very challenging and very interesting. And the subjects were very new. And um, we had a huge class of uh, 200 students at that point of time. And um, it was uh, really interesting. And I would, uh, um, uh, and our classes would start at seven o'clock in the morning. So we'd go truck, uh, you know, uh, trucking into the classroom. We had uh, professors who were very strict. Um, they would, uh, you know, um, uh, make sure that we entered the class at seven a.m. sharp. And winter mornings can be very cold. So we somehow managed to, you know, um, uh, come in for the classes. And yes, dissection was interesting. And then following that, we went into physiology, biochemistry. Every branch was really interesting. And then uh, more so when we joined uh, the clinical courses, the ward rounds, the evening duties. You know, as undergraduates, we would go to the wards in the evening and the PG students would teach us. So we would uh, vie with each other uh, to attend these classes. So yes, it was a whole lot of interesting uh, career uh, building uh, course. We didn't have those days, you know, semester exams and exams at every drop of the hat. 
so we would just have two exams in a year one would be just before the final exam which we used to call it as send up exam and then the final exam so we would be reading the whole year through and at the end of the year write the exam and so it was tough and uh, the pass percentages were also very low in the sense i still remember when i passed out my final year mbbs exam uh, there were just 45% pass and 55% failures so you can imagine how tough the going was and uh, uh, there was no reevaluation there was no uh, you know special classes and all that so we did have a tough time but I enjoyed every bit of it and i think that's what has made uh, me um, you know strong as i am i i think i am yes wow i think that was indeed a very fascinating voyage uh, mummy you have completed your post graduation from zipma uh, what made you prioritize microbiology as your core subject and uh, what got you so involved in research ah uh, yeah that's another interesting part of my life i actually joined zipma as one of the non uh, you know junior residents in a clinical subject i was doing my junior residency in surgery and uh, at that point of time there were uh, you know the entrance exams and uh, uh, there were two uh, two uh, sessions one in october and one in uh, uh, in uh, january okay so um so when i was doing my uh, surgery junior residency uh, at that time i saw on the notice board um, the uh, opening up for entrance exam for uh, you know some of the subjects paraclinical subjects and some clinical subjects also so then i uh, at, uh, during my undergraduate days i used to love looking into the microscope and love uh, looking at all the slides so uh, that gave me a chance i said okay let me try my luck here uh, because otherwise i was planning to do og uh, wow. optics and uh, then uh, then when i tried i mean i wrote the entrance exam and i cleared it so i thought oh this is a golden opportunity so i joined microbiology and i was happy i did that because um, i had the chance to work uh, to be a student to one of the doins in microbiology um, uh, professor agarwal who was actually um, very tough and very uh, uh, you know very well versed in the subject he had actually done his uh, stud- uh, studied under krupshank i don't know if you remember there is a textbook of krupshank in microbiology so he in in uh, uk he had done his um, phd under him so his research abilities were uh, exemplary and that is what interested me in in research and there were very small uh, you know and interesting incidences which uh, uh, i would see him doing his research work in his room in the lab and we as postgraduates would be helping him so that's uh, kind of the put in a, uh, the interest to, to do research to do research in a in a proper not just uh, you know for the sake of completing my md or for the sake of doing some work and um, so that was what really interested me in in the research ma'am uh, yes ma'am but then i wonder how you coped up with your stress and how you managed to utilize such limited time this efficiently um uh, well uh, you know after, actually in fact when you start when you get into a postgraduate course uh, your whole um, aim is focused on one particular subject so you get enough time enough um, uh you know um uh, attitudes concentrate on that uh, subject and we had a very good library in jipma so i would spend my evenings in the library reading up all the good books and uh, you know textbooks as well as journals 
and uh, somehow I fitted my time. And as I was staying in the hostel, I didn't have much encumbrances uh, with household work. So then after doing my post-graduation, once I got into the profession as a professional, then, of course, I had to, you know, um, uh, combine both uh, house and uh, uh, work. And um, I did manage and I had a good support from my family. So that helped me uh, in pursuing my career uh, without any kind of a hitch. Yes, ma'am. And even you had moved to states uh, for your higher studies, ma'am, like you were trained in uh, CDC Atlanta. So what was your family's and society's reaction towards this huge step of yours, ma'am? Um, actually, before, um, you know, uh, as, a, as an assistant professor in uh, JITMA, in microbiology, I had got a fellowship, uh, a WHO fellowship to do higher to do a fellowship in uh, ocular infections in London. So that was my first step uh, of uh, stepping of uh, going, getting out of uh, uh, the country to do to pursue higher studies. So I did the uh, ocular microbiology in uh, uh, London School of um, Ophthalmology, and then after that I did a little bit of uh, fungal infections in in one of the best fungal institute uh, best institutes for fungal diseases that was also in England. After that, I went on to U.S. and I did some observership in uh, children's hospitals with respira uh, of uh, respiratory viral respiratory infection. Then I came back and I pursued my career. After that, after a prolonged time, after quite a long time, then when I was working at PIMS, actually, um, I got an offer from CDC to join as the laboratory program advisor. Okay. So I took it up, you know, like because. For me, um, I have always been an adventurous person in terms of uh, following uh, unusual career paths. So I took it up um, uh, and I joined the CDC. Uh, I had the opportunity to work, to be trained in Atlanta. Uh, and that training was nothing, had, didn't have anything to do with the subject. It was basically the laboratory training, um, you know, procedure where you train uh, people for maintaining quality in the laboratory, safety in the laboratory, doing the tests in their proper way. So it was a laboratory, since I, I was a laboratory program advisor, so that training helped me to further my um, you know, knowledge about how to go about uh, improving the laboratory status. Okay, wow, that was a very bold move. And uh, here we have a very interesting question which most of the medical students wanted to ask. Uh, you have guided students and doctors for their ICMR projects, and we would love to hear about your contributions to uh, at NACO and ICMR and other programs, ma'am. Ah, uh, yes. So that actually my training in uh, in CDC, as well as I had a little bit of stint of training in South uh, South Africa also in Johannesburg in regarding the laboratory strategic management. So all these uh, trainings which I've had um, during my period in Atlanta, uh, I, uh, it came very handy, very useful. So when I joined uh, during this uh, posting as a, a program advisor uh, the, uh, from the government of India, they had asked the CDC to um, you know, help out with the, uh, improving the qualities of HIV testing laboratories. So the NACO and since NACO is the uh, is the you know nodal agency, so we were help we worked with NACO 
and uh, uh, trained the laboratory people working in uh, the HIV testing labs across the country. Right, you could uh, you could literally say from Kashmir to Kanyakumari and from Goa to Nagaland. Yes. We covered the whole country, going to all the HIV testing labs. Not me alone, but we had a very good team, efficient team. So we would visit all these labs and look at their laboratory structures, give them training, and um, help them to to go in for uh, an accreditation. So we test, uh, we you know toured the country and of almost 115 laboratories, uh, state reference laboratories and national reference laboratories. Um, uh, were helped uh, in this uh, building capacity exercise. So that most of uh, most of these uh, HIV testing labs in the country improved their quality and they were able to perform much better than before, and which helped them to get uh, NABL accreditation. So that was the teamwork. Every member of the team worked hard, and I was part of the coordinating group, and it was really enjoyable. I got the uh, you know, and working as a public health specialist at that point of time helped me to 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 learn more about how uh, you know people work at the ground level. So that was interesting. And then coming to ICMR during that uh, during my stay uh, stay in Jipmer itself, I had a couple of ICMR projects and uh, worked on the antimicrobial resistance. So with that, I kind of got involved with uh, you know some of these. Uh, Antibiotic uh, susceptibility workshops, trainings, and uh, then one of the ta I was one of the task force members of antimicrobial resistance monitoring for some time, and that's how I got involved in research as well as uh, uh, implementing uh, laboratory quality services in the country. Wow, ma'am! Uh, I think that was a very amazing experience for you. And uh, you were lately retired from uh, Pondicherry Institute of Medical Sciences. So could you tell us something about your work as a research dean and also as a head of the microbiology department at PIMS? Uh, okay, the thing in PI, uh, after Jipmer, you know, Jipmer has its own aura and its own uh, uh, kind of a status. So when I joined PIMS, I was, um, you know, uh, it was a, a, a new experience to be working in a private sector. But uh, I I derived a lot of um, you know pleasure and uh, was very happy because that gave me uh, an uh, you know an open hand to be able to do so many things which I had kept in uh, which were there in my mind building up a laboratory getting to know people and working together as a team and with the help of the team building up a department of microbiology which is I think I should say is one of the very good labs uh, in in Pondicherry, if uh, if not um, you know in this region, uh, in terms of service, in terms of quality of laboratory uh, results, and maintaining um, uh, the uh, strict uh, the the high standard. Then coming to um, of course the other important thing was that um, since we started the department, uh, the we set up the uh, you know practice of. Uh, uh, undergraduate training, undergraduate teaching helped to uh, build up the uh, teaching schedules with all of us. Of course, I'm not taking the credit alone, but the whole department, uh, we, we worked together and uh, built up a very good environment and atmosphere for teaching. And I'm, I think as undergraduate students of uh, PIMS, you also must be aware of the 
environment in the department of microbiology which is very student friendly and we, uh, uh, all the faculty go uh, out of their way to 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 you know uh, encourage students and help them to move forward yes ma'am and i personally and, had uh, enjoyed uh, working under you yes ma'am yeah and uh, coming to the research yeah when i joined, when i took up the um, uh, when i was given uh, um, the uh, job of doing the uh, you know being the dean of research um uh, i worked towards along with dr sheila she was the vice dean research at that point of time after which dr sandhya also became the vice dean research so together we worked towards uh, improving the research capabilities we had to start from scratch because uh, research was in a very very uh, rudimentary stage at that point of time so we encouraged we held workshops trainings and, um, and built up a protocol uh, and a program for various research activity and encouraged the undergraduates and the postgraduates to take up um, research proposals I and also the faculty we encouraged them to um, take up research proposals facilitated many of these uh, you know um, proposals uh, uh, research proposal writing workshops etc and um, and got the research uh, dean research i mean the research body um, registered with the cidesco which is a government of india's uh, uh, body which where all the research organizations have to be registered to be able to do any kind of a national or international research project so we got together and got the uh, got our uh, research um, activity registered with cidesco uh, that is and also with uh, dsir that is department of science and industrial research so that way we worked and we did uh, we uh, did manage to bring up the research quality and the the scope of research Uh, up to a, a quite a good level in uh, PIMS, and I'm sure there are other people who have taken over will carry it forward. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, any tip or advice you want to give for students aspiring to be future doctors, ma'am? Oh yes, I mean, uh, in the sense now things are so much different. You have the whole wide world in front of you, lot of challenges, but at the same time, lot of scope. So I would, um, uh, I would, uh, you know. uh love to see the students uh, love to see my students going forward moving forward without any kind of hesitation but at the same time being uh, true to their calling and uh, maintaining the quality of ethics as well as empathy and sympathy towards uh, the uh, patients you know patients after all the ones who turn towards you in their most uh, Uh, dire needs and the most uh, difficult times they turn towards you so that is the time you as doctors can reach out to the patients be kind to them listen to them and uh, see in which way uh, uh, you know they can be helped of course money is important because without money you can't live yes but don't make that as a prime objective in your life make money to earn money and to be the richest doctor instead of that you have to learn to be humane is learn to be empathetic and learn to be kind doctor so that your patients will remember you as a kind empathetic doctor not as a money money giving doctor and um, so that should uh, you know be your uh, motto in life move forward but move forward in the right direction with um, you know uh, being helpful and lending out your hand stretching out your hand to to pull up somebody who is sick and 
uh, requiring your help so yes. that would be my uh, my sincere uh, you know uh, not advice but sincere uh, thought sharing my thoughts with my students uh, and you know what after having retired i miss all the students all my teaching and all the you know interactions i used to have uh, with all of you so i wish you all very very best in life and uh, be be very uh, good strong and empathetic human ethic ethical doctor all the very best thank to all you. of you thank you so much ma'am and uh, that was a very extensive professional journey of yours uh, out of curiosity i really want to know how you were able to handle your professional and your personal life ma'am ah uh, well i should say again i would reiterate my uh, my personal life was actually uh, kind of um, helped me to move forward uh, personal uh, professionally my i have um, my husband who's also a doctor he's a microbiologist he was a he is a virologist actually and he was a medical superintendent of uh, chitma before moving on to the ministry of health he being a professional uh, himself allowed me the liberty to do what i want and i got a very good support from him and i have a, a one daughter on, uh, who studied in the chitma campus and then went on to do her architecture yes sir and excelled in her studies so now she's in the us so that way my, there wasn't such of a, a family pressure my and i had a very good sound support from my family to be to which helped me to move forward in my career in fact there was one bit which i think i must share it was the was a stint in nepal i had where i went out for about um, uh, you know two years okay ma'am and uh, the uh, leaving my family behind so that part of my journey was also very interesting wow i mean that was very great of you and uh, thank you so much ma'am thank you so much for sharing your wonderful journey ma'am thank you thank you very much and it was a great pleasure joining your podcast and i i hope um and i trust that all of you will be fine and be uh, be healthy be, be strong and be uh, very good doctors in life thank all you. the best. thank you yes my pleasure ma'am and thank you one and all for lending your precious time listening to our podcast this is patna lakshmi signing off from today's eve catch you next week with a new theme until then stay tuned and do subscribe to our magazine in print Thank <music> you.